Well, we're grateful for the, how that God watches over us and takes care of us. And, um, you know, this is my story. And, and really, uh, we're going to look at Psalm 121. And uh, the, the psalm, the psalmist, this is his story. His story of how that God is his guardian. And so that was the title uh, that I placed on this, God's Your Guardian. So sometimes we think of uh, the, the idea of our guardian angel, you know, that we have a guardian angel watching over us. And there has been stories over the years. I, I remember one in particular where this um, guy was driving down the road, and I don't know if it was up here on 219 or whatever, and um, the, the child was able to open the back door and fell out. And he was going at a, you know, speed limit, 55, 60 miles an hour, and the child fell out of the car. And, you know, of course, he slams on the brakes and pulls over to the side. And the person behind pulled over also and said, did you see that? And the guy's going, no, what? And the child was not hurt. <laughs> that the child had, was, the, the, that there was an angel there caught that child and, and kept them from getting hurt. And it was like, you know, can't believe this has happened right here in our area. And this, this was a number of years ago. And it's, it's like we think of it in the context perhaps as a guardian angel watching over us. But there's more than just a guardian angel watching over us. God is our guardian. He is the one who takes care of us. He's the one who provides for us. He's the one who is there to give us assurance and help us in those times of needs. And we're just grateful for how the God is the one who guards us. Now, uh, sometimes I think of it as a, the guard dog. <laughs> you, know, you know, beware of the dog, you know. Forget the owner, beware of the dog, you know. Seen those little signs? So, um, <laughs> one guy tells the story of how that uh, his ball went over the fence into the neighbor's yard, and the neighbor had this big dog, but it was always on, always on a leash. And uh, so, you know, he went over to get his ball, but here the dog broke the chain and was coming from him and he was able to leap over the fence <laughs> and get out of there in a, in a single bound, you know, and uh, just ahead of the dog's uh, bite. So I remember um, year, year, it was a number of years ago I visited his house and, and it, it was the strangest place in the sense that the, the dog, this, the dog was, he had a big dog house, okay, and it had, it had like, like a log chain. You couldn't see the dog, but you could see this big log chain. It's like, that is a big dog. <laughs> you know? I didn't see it. But, and the crazy thing was, the sidewalk, you, the dog had a circle as far as his chain would go. And this person had the sidewalk going right through that circle. He wanted, the, you know, and if you weren't paying attention, you know, you look and there's this circle where the dog goes, and you're going to walk right into his path. I got almost to the circle, and I made my veering out around. And as soon as I veered off the sidewalk, that dog was out of the pen, and he was coming. <laughs> so, you know, he was waiting for people to get into that, his kill zone, as it were, his bite zone. Well, guardian dogs, guardian angels, what do we think of them as watching over us? Well, the psalmist here, the, the one who is uh, writing the song here, is telling about how that he is making his pilgrimage to Zion. He's going to Jerusalem. Now, Jerusalem is um, up on a hill. Not just like, you know, up on uh, this hill. It would be, you know, out of town here. It would be like um, 
I don't know how many thousands of feet difference it is from the Dead Sea up to where Jerusalem is, but Jerusalem sets up on a high, high plateau, a high mountain. And, and, of course, not Mount Everest or anything like that, but it sets up higher than, than, um, than normal, I guess, uh, in that area. It's, it's more of a, to, to, get, to get there, it's an ascent. You have to, con, you know, switch back roads and, you know, going up and up and up. And so it's, it's quite a journey to make from um, the lower plains areas up, into, up to Jerusalem. So whenever the Bible talks about going up to Jerusalem, it's not just a metaphor. It is, it is a, re- it's a reality that you've got to climb a very difficult, sometimes difficult mountain. When we were in Israel, we were, uh, the, the bus driver, for whatever reason, wanted to take us on this road to show us how the switchback wa- worked, you know. And we're going up there, and I can still remember, it's, it's a one-lane road. But it's not a one-way road. <laughs> We're going up. And you know how the buses that have the tires, you know, snub, pusher buses or whatever and have the tires back? The front end of that bus was over the edge. And I'm sitting there you know, at the, at, behind the front door. And I can see the window. And I cannot see the road. And we got, you know, a 45-passenger bus. And I'm there, what do you do if you meet somebody else? And he says, oh, well, one of us will back up. How? <laughs> so going up to Jerusalem was sometimes a very difficult path. So here is this pilgrim making this journey. It says here, that it's called a pilgrim song also. It says, I look up to the mountains. Does my strength come from the mountains? So, you know, the song we said, the Lord of heaven and earth. Well, that even though we see the God, you see, it's the God who is our guardian. It is the God of the heavens and the earth. It's not the God of the mountains. There was a, a time in, in uh, the Old Testament there when Israel uh, went to battle and they totally defeated their enemy, but they met them in the mountains of whatever region. And so they just, they just wiped them out. So the people that they wiped out decided that the God of the Israelites is the God of the mountains. So they said, you know what, we're going to defeat them. If you get the same, you know, they're, they're um, prophets of these foreign false gods, said if you, if you meet them in the valley, they, you, there's, their God is the God of the mountains. If you meet them in the, God, in the valley, their God doesn't work there. <laughs> you know, he doesn't live there. So here are these people who are trying to attack and destroy Israel, and they are using, you know, in those days, if you won, it was your God who won, and if you, you didn't win, your God was nobody. And uh, so in this time, Israel was uh, following the right path, following after God. And, and again, they, this, this nation came in against Israel, and they fought him in the valley. Well, <laughs> they lost. And so there's even a song that talks about how that God is God of the mountains and he's God of the valleys. He's our guardian. So when we think of where we are at, our God isn't just, our God is not um, limited to a certain place. Well, the God we serve is the God of Wimber. And if you go outside of Wimber, you, you're on your own. <laughs> no, it's not true. Our God is the God, you can, go, you can go to Israel, you can go to China, you can go to Vietnam, you can go to Russia and Moscow. Our God is the God of, you know, he's created the whole place. 
So he's the God of everywhere. He's even the God of Connecticut. <laughs> Someone's moving there shortly. So the same God in Wimber is the same God in Connecticut. So we're grateful that God is God no matter where we move. So, and, and he says, shall I lift up my eyes to the hills? So does my help come from the hills? And the answer is no. <laughs> I depend upon the power. You know, I, 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 it's, it's like people at that time, they would, they would build, you know, the, whenever they would build altars to the foreign gods, they would put altars on the top of hills. So it's like that the gods would be able to see them. You know, down in the valleys, the god couldn't see them. <laughs> it's almost like last week whenever we spoke about Elijah and, um, you know, he, he got the prophets of Baal together and, and they had a standoff. Whichever god could respond by fire is the god, true god. Well, the Baal uh, prophets, you know, cut and whatever, nothing happened. But Elijah prayed, and even after he dumped all the water on the, on the uh, altar, the fire of God came and consumed it all. Well, our God is a God who shows up. He is here, he is with us, and he, per- and he takes care of us. And, and the psalmist says, no, my strength com- does my strength come from the mountains? No, my strength comes from God. You see, the God who created the mountains, the God who created the heavens and the earth, he is the one who is my God. So he created, and nothing is beyond his knowledge. Nothing is beyond his sight. <laughs> the manna that came for the children of Israel in the, in, the, in, the, in the desert and the parting of the Red Sea, same God. So we bring that to our life. The same God who watches over us and keeps us day by day is the God who is there taking care of us, same God who took care of Israel. Where are the places that we find ourselves? What are the changes that are coming to our life? Where do we see our life going? You know, I, I think of how that there's, there's a perception and then there's reality, okay? Now, what happens for us and what happens for the Christian, what happens for the believer is we can see things. We don't, we don't deny the reality of things. But there is something else going on. There is a perception in our spirit. There's a perception in our heart that God puts there. And what we see is not all there is. You see, you know, we, we look around and, you know, our perception is, you know, not that many here today. But, I mean, our reality is there's not that many here today. But our perception is that there is something that God is doing in us and through us to our communities and our families and our friends. and God is doing something. God is at work, and that is greater than what we can see. The work that God is doing through us, you know, just like uh, helping uh, Wanda move this, this, uh, this week. Now, there is a, <laughs> there is a reality of all the work that needed done, you know, and all the work that needed to be done and that was done by lots of hands. But the perception is, that God was behind, you know? God is behind all these things. And God, you know, does he orchestrate that we have to go there? And, well, maybe, who knows why, how all these things are, but we responded in faith. We responded to the need that is there. And in so doing, it had an influence. It had an influence. Well, what if those people never come to church? Doesn't matter. They had an influence about what happens with people who serve God. 
You see, in, in, in our, in our uh, it's sad to say, I, I think of people that look at, you know, I wouldn't go to church because of so-and-so, and you know those people did this and those people did that. They <laughs> never got beyond um, that reality to listen to the perception that goes on in our heart. The perception that God puts in there is that he is real. And, our, and, and he is there with us. But what we have to remember is that even though we see different things going on, we still know something else. We know something else in our heart. And that's what drives us. That's what gives us the desire to be in church. It's the desire to pray, the desire to read our Bible, the desire to know God. It's there because God put it there. And as we search for him, we will find him. But not in the mountains, not in the valleys, but in our heart and in the word. The Holy Spirit will speak to us about Christ, speak to us about forgiveness, speak to us about faith, speak to us that there's, there's a plan for my life. What if I said, you know what? There's a plan for everyone's life. Okay? Well, can I have the outline? <laughs> I have the outline. And God says, yeah, I have the outline, but do you believe that I have one for you? Oh, yeah, I believe. I believe, Lord. I believe you got an outline. He said, then go ahead and keep going. Well, where am I going? I'll tell you when you get there. <laughs> Abraham, you know that we move forward, and that God does that in each of our lives, that we move forward knowing that there is a plan. And what is it that we perceive in our heart that we want, where do we want to arrive? Where is it that we want to arrive? Well, I want, I want to go to heaven. Perfect. That's at the end. <laughs> now, when it comes to the end, and how do we get to heaven? Well, we forgive our sins. Yeah, okay, that's taken care of. So between now and then, where are we going to go? There's 120 beautiful roads to, <laughs> to drive in the United States. I got the book. Uh, but so somebody has written a book about drives, okay? God has written a book about how that he has worked in the lives of people. And because God did it here, is also saying God can do it here in us. He is our protector. He is our guide. So no matter the difficulty, no matter what goes on, God, <clears throat> God is our guardian. So my strength comes from God who made the heavens and the earth. Well, he won't let you stumble. <laughs> I was looking for a picture of our son, David, David Michael, climbing. They had a nice picture of him on this rock face, <laughs> climbing up there. Um, and um, somebody, I asked, the first thing I saw was, where's the rope? <laughs> you know, where's his rope? Is he tied in? You know, and um, you went into the comments and somebody asked him that question, do you have a rope on? And David said, of course, you know, he, he's, he said, he's always said he's never that foolish to, to go climbing without a rope. But if you look at him on the side of a, a mountain, the side of a cliff, or whatever you want to call it, I would think of it, that's a pretty easy place to stumble. <laughs> you know, that's a, pretty, that's a pretty easy place to fall. Now, to David, 
there's all kinds of footholds. <laughs> there's all kinds of places to scurry up the rock, you know? And, it's, it, you know, and he can find them in the places we would never look. I mean, the little things that are bigger enough to put your, your fingertips in and, your, and, you know, and all that. And he just gets hold there and another hold. And next thing you know, he's up, going up the side of a, like a spider going up the side of a, 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 a net, its own spider web. Well, he, you know, and I, you know, he's, his ability, he has honed, learned, skilled himself, practiced enough. You know, you should, you can, he can pick himself off the floor and do chin-ups with just by his fingertips, you know. So he is trained to do that. <laughs> well, what have we been trained to do? By our words, we are working out. <laughs> physically working out. Physically working out our faith, working, putting out in front of us our destiny, putting out in front of us what we believe, where we're going. You see, if I would talk about every day, I'm going to Jerusalem to worship there. Well, these are the obstacles that I'm going to encounter. My help, I'm going, look onto the hills. Well, it's not the hills, it's, the, it's Jerusalem, and it's the temple, and it's God, the God of the temple is where I'm going. So here I am, I'm going to work, I'm going to this place, I'm going to that place, but God is there, and I believe that he is there. Well, do you ever wonder why a spider doesn't get stuck in his own web? I know, none of you ever thought that, right? <laughs> you see a spider building a web, okay? Why doesn't the spider get stuck to the web whenever, you know, flies and anything else that gets in there, they're stuck and it runs out there and wraps them up and... Yes? Nope. Close. <laughs> That's a good guess. But the spider exudes from its body oil that goes out the length of the fibers uh, on its body, you know, on its legs and things, that it won't get stuck to its web. But the sticky stuff on its web is what flies and everything else they get stuck to. But it has oil on its legs and body. It, it just naturally produces this. So it doesn't get stuck. Well, in our lives, we wonder how it is sometimes that we can go in areas and not get stuck, <laughs> that we can go through areas and not be tempted. The reason is that the, the Holy Spirit, the anointing of God's Spirit upon our lives, keeps us from getting stuck there. <laughs> keeps us, you know, we have the Spirit of God that, uh, uh, that is alive in us. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Thank you. That's not the spider, that's David. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, he's, and, and that's just a little hill. He climbs some that are, Yosemite was over a mile up in the air. So anyhow, that's him climbing up the wall, and it doesn't look like there's anything to hang on to, but he just, yeah, he's just like that spider. He's able to, you know, just find his way up and keeps going, you know. So, <laughs> I liken it. I often said, well, God, why, why is it that uh, he has these things, these challenges that he loves to do? You know, downhill skiing and, and climbing, rock climbing and stuff. 
Well, you know, it doesn't bother him to go in, sleep in, a, you know, out in El Salvador somewhere and, you know, in a, in a place where he's walking along and there are snakes and, you know, the, the one group, they cleaned about six or eight snakes out of the rafters of the church before they slept in there that night. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's just, and he doesn't think twice about it. You know, he does, it's just like he has no fear. And I think this is, this is, a, this is, a, uh, this is a boy who was scared to ride up the inclined plane. Okay? That's the kid that's, he was afraid to get on the inclined plane in Johnstown because it was too steep. So here he is hanging off of cliffs. So, but you see, he has overcome those fears. And what God is doing, whenever we recognize that God is our guardian, what is it that we are afraid of? Where does our strength come from? It doesn't come from the mountain. It doesn't come from conquering the object of, that is difficult before us. It helps us as we go through those things to see them. <laughs> Do you know what? David, he, he would say that um, the greatest challenge in rock climbing is solving the problem solving the problem how do you make your next how do you take your next what do you do to take your next move and then where are you going from there <laughs> and and he sees it as just a, a problem solving uh, situation so in our life we're talking about our life where does our help come from our help comes from god well what are we facing we have a problem solving god who will either take us out of the problem, have us sit in the middle of the problem, or take us through the problem, but he'll never do, he, doesn't do it, he doesn't always do it the same way. Daniel went into the lion's den. Why didn't he just prevent him from going in? The three Hebrew children went into the fiery furnace. You see, we go into our problems sometimes, and it doesn't mean God's not there. You see, God is already there. God has provided us the faith and the understanding. Our God is able to do this, but if not, it's okay. We're able to go in there, we're able to experience it, and we're able to come out. Because aren't there, you know, what the king said with the three Hebrew children in the fiery furnace, didn't we put three in there? <laughs> I see four. Well, didn't those people come from that church and there was, what did they do that for? <laughs> there was one more added to the group. <laughs> It was always Jesus was with us. See, he won't let you stumble. And um, your, guardian God, your guardian God won't fall asleep. <laughs> he won't doze off. Guardian will never doze or sleep. Not on your life. <laughs> you see... God will, and I like this in, in verse 3 and 4, he won't let you stumble, your guardian God won't fall asleep, not, not on your life. Israel's guardian will never doze or sleep. So here we have God, you know, the, the, um, the writer seeing how that God is there all the time. We can never get out of his, out of his presence, out of his will, out of his, because you see, our, our failures in our past, get over it. <laughs> <laughs> you 
You know? Get over it. That's what God's get over it. You've what did you learn from it? Okay? It's forgiven, it's gone. Get over it. Why? Because we have a future. Where are we going? We're going to heaven. Well, I don't know if I can get to heaven because of when did God ever say that? God doesn't say that in his word. <laughs> he just says, get on with your life. You know, we got, we got a life to live, and he isn't, he's with us that we're not going to stumble, we're not going to fall. He, he, is, he is there to keep us, and he is not sleeping. Verse 5 and 6. God's your guardian, right at your side to protect you. God is at your side to protect you. Should you fall, he is there to catch you. Now, well, I, I fell and I broke my arm. <laughs> I pulled mine out of place, you know. I, you know. Well, why didn't he catch me? Well, he did. <laughs> well, you should have seen the guy who didn't get caught. <laughs> you should have seen, but see, even in the situation, going through the situation, God is there going to take us through this. Our dependency is on how that God is going to provide. And we're looking for how that God is going to protect us. And then shield you from the sunstroke and sheltering you from the moonstroke. <laughs> I thought of, uh, I w when I was reading this, I thought, okay, uh, David fighting Goliath, okay? David didn't have a shield. Yes, he did. He had a shield. Remember in, in, in the New Testament, uh, Paul, and them, they talk about how that the quench all the fiery darts of the devil with the shield of faith. David, David who killed Goliath, <laughs> not this David or that one. David who killed Goliath, his shield was to protect him from the condescending attitudes of his brother. He said, what are you doing here? Who's watching the sheep? Saul, who said, put on my armor because you got to do something to protect yourself. No, I just go in who I am. You see, sometimes the darts that come at us are other people's comments, other people's thoughts about us. But you know what? People always have thoughts. God has a purpose. God's purpose for our life is in this constant motion forward. His revelation. Sometimes he wants us to be still and know that he is God. Sometimes he wants us to go forward and step into the, the, the river and the waters part. Sometimes he wants us to swim. <laughs> you know? Sometimes he wants us to walk on water. Anybody walked on water lately? Anything? Okay. Right. So God guards you from every evil. The Lord's Prayer, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. You see, sometimes it isn't, it's, it's the thoughts. Deliver us from evil. Lead me not into temptation. Don't allow me to, be, to lead myself into that place where I'm going to fall. God wants to keep us. So lead me not there. God, protect me from the evil one. Protect me from his darts, his, his, his um, false you know, lies, whatever it is, guard me so that I, that I don't go there. Keep me from evil. So whenever, and how do I do that? I think of God being with me. I praise God. I thank God for the blessings of this day. I thank him for the opportunity that is before us. You see, we talk to ourselves every moment of every day. How many talk to yourself every moment of every day? 
what do you say? <laughs> what are you saying? You know? So we need to say what we believe. God, this is a good thing. Well, it doesn't look good to me. It doesn't matter. That's a reality, but my perception is God is with me. This doesn't look like a place where I should be because I've fallen. Well, I have fallen, but that doesn't mean this isn't where I'm supposed to be. God has a work he's going to do for me, through me, here, in me. God is at work in every one of these situations. God is at work in every situation. So talk ourselves through it, not out of it. <laughs> because our God, God guards you from evil. He guards your very life. He guards you when you leave and when you return. He guards you now and he guards you always. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. That's a salutation. <laughs> you know, God will guard you going out, coming in. He guards you now. He guards you forever. He guards you always. God is our guardian. He is our legal guardian. He created us. We belong to him, and he will take care of us. He's our guardian. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. God, guide us as we go about our daily decisions. And what we're, all we're doing, we're not listening for the booming voice. We're listening for that still small voice in our hearts, in our lives, that says, this is the way, walk ye in it. I have a plan for you. I have a purpose for you. There is a reason you are here. There's a reason you are alive. There is a purpose for your life. There is a purpose for what you do. And it's bigger than what we can ever imagine. God is our guardian. He guards you when you leave, when you return. He guards you now. He guards you always. Amen? Let's stand. Amen. And these uh, short verses, there's, I, there's eight of them, but there's at least five times in these eight verses that he tells, tells us through the psalmist that he is going to guard us. He's going to take care of us. And making that journey to Jerusalem, all the, the guys who were the robbers and stuff, they would prey upon the pilgrims. And if you weren't in a group or if you were by yourself, you were just, you know, they could rob you of everything you own because you carried it with you. You didn't leave it in your house. You couldn't lock your doors in those days. <laughs> they didn't have doors. And if you did have a secret place, people just come right through the wall. It's only mud, <laughs> you know? So there were no secure places. If you had anything of value, you carried it with you. And so the robbers knew that. And the, the psalm is saying, God, guard me. Protect me as I travel. God, I thank you that you protect us each day, each step of the way. God, as we travel, as we go forth, and as we return, God, not only today but forever, you are our guardian. You watch over and keep us. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. My Lord, my strength, and my Redeemer. And everybody said, Amen. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs>